Today we celebrate Trinity Sunday, three persons in one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Who is God? God is beyond our ability to comprehend as human beings. But I've heard it said that if we speak of God as love, we're at least in the right ballpark. And when you think about it, you've heard the saying, two's company, three's a crowd. It's a sense once you get three, that's, that's something. That's more than just a couple. And we have three persons in one God. To me, it makes me think of it's a community, three persons, a community. And we speak of a God as love, a community of love. Uh, that's how... As I, as I image God, a community of perfect love, giving unconditionally total love uh, is the sense of who God is. Then the question comes up, who are we? Who are we as human beings? Well, if you go in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, the very first two chapters, it describes how God created human beings. And it speaks about how first God created, you know, the land, the light, the sea, the stars, the birds, the animals. And then in Genesis chapter 1, we hear, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Okay? So we are made in the image and likeness of God. And if God is a community of love, we as human beings are meant to be a community of love. And then we read in Genesis chapter 2, and God created humanity, male and female. God looked at everything he had made, and he found it very good. That's chapters 1 and 2 of Genesis. Now, if everything could just stop there, we'd be in great shape. We'd be in Garden of Eden, right? Well, then you got to move on to Genesis chapter 3. And there's a fruit tree involved, a serpent. And what happens? Goes downhill, doesn't it? Adam and Eve end up being disobedient to God. Uh, so that's the first piece of the fall. But then go on to what happens in chapter 4 of Genesis. Adam and Eve have a, a couple of sons, remember them? Cain and Abel. What happens? Cain kills his brother Abel. And then God asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? Cain answered, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord then said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the soil. The fall of humanity records that from, from the very beginning, not only have we been disobedient to God, that, that relationship was broken, but God's plan for humanity to be based on brotherhood, on a community of love, was also broken. And ever since then, we've experienced uh, that brokenness, violence of one person against another, uh, groups of people, violence against one another. One manifestation of that is racism. I sent an email to parishioners on Thursday 
with a link to the statement from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops concerning the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. I'd like to read to you a couple uh, quotes from that statement. The killing of George Floyd was senseless and brutal, a sin that cries out to heaven for justice. How is it possible that in America, a black man's life can be taken from him while calls for help are not answered and his killing is recorded as it happens? We should all understand that the protest we are seeing in our cities reflect the justified frustration and anger of millions of our brothers and sisters who even today experience humiliation, indignity, and unequal opportunity only because of their race or the color of their skin. It should not be this way in America. Racism has been tolerated for far too long in our way of life. In my email, I also mentioned that the bishops of the United States wrote a pastoral letter on racism. They wrote one quite a number of years ago. This is one that was just recently done and published in December 2018. And... I said I would try to read it in the next couple days, and I have read it, and I encourage you to read it. You can either read it online, you just go to the, that link that I mentioned in the parish email, or if you don't have access to online, let us know and we'll print you a copy. Reading's important, but reading is not enough. The bishops say what is needed and what we are calling for is a genuine conversion of heart a conversion that will compel change and the reform of our institutions and society. So a conversion of heart, and that's, that's really what we're about as Christians, is, is it's, it's that ongoing conversion, calling and praying for change, for the Lord to change our hearts. The bishops go on, we instruct our priests, deacons, lay leaders, our parish staffs, and all the faithful to endeavor to be missionary disciples, carrying forth the message of fraternal charity and human dignity. We ask them to fight the evil of racism by educating themselves, reflecting on their personal thoughts and actions, listening to the experience of those who have been affected by racism, and by developing and supporting programs that can help repair the damages caused by racial discrimination. That was from the United States bishop. Our own bishop, Bishop Boyer, on Thursday, declared the next six Fridays as days of prayer and fasting in order to seek peace, justice, and reconciliation for all the peoples of the United States. In our gospel today, we hear the very famous John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. What had been broken from the beginning, Jesus came to restore. Jesus came to restore our relationship between God and humanity and between human beings 
to restore that lost brotherhood, that lost community of love. Again from our gospel, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Our world, our country, needs a savior. And it needs followers of Jesus who put their faith into action. I'm going to give you some homework. I know that when Father Osborne is filling in, he gives you homework, right? Well, I'm going to give you some homework. Now, the reason why I had you go back and get that pink piece of paper is because that's your homework, all right? Now, you notice it's pink. I very deliberately copied it off yesterday on pink paper. Do you know why? Because pink has some red in it. I want you to see in this paper some red. Red the color of anger and frustration that in spite of years of efforts on the part of so many people, we are still immersed in racism we still have so many people suffering because of how they are treated on the basis of the color of their skin. I also want you to see red as the color of the Holy Spirit. Last weekend, we celebrated Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one, as you might recall, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us courage to act and wisdom to make good decisions. Now, in a few moments, I'll invite you to, we'll pray together this prayer on the pink piece of paper, and then below the prayer, you'll notice four questions, four questions that the bishops outlined in their statement about how to fight the evil of racism, and I ask you to take some time today just to reflect on each one of those four questions. How to educate myself about racism, uh, an invitation to examine your conscience each day uh, in our own thoughts and actions. What we say, what we do, what we don't say, what we don't do. How will I listen to the experience of those affected by racism? And what will I do to help and support programs that help repair the damages caused by racial discrimination? And now I invite you to join with me in praying this prayer, calling upon Mary, our mother. Mary, Friend and mother to all, through your Son, God has found a way to unite himself to every human being, called to be one people, sisters and brothers to each other. We ask for your help in calling on your Son, seeking forgiveness for the times when we have failed to love and respect one another. We ask for your help in obtaining from your Son the grace we need to overcome the evil of racism and to build a just society. We ask for your help in following your son so that prejudice and animosity will no longer infect our minds or our hearts, but will be replaced with a love that respects the dignity of each person. 
Mother of the church, the spirit of your son Jesus warms our hearts. Pray for us.